0: This episode of the Meatweed Podcast is going to be a bit more serious because it deals with a topic that I I have firsthand experience with. Part of it is me going through some stuff, but a majority of it is, to be honest, other people. Because there's 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 a thing, right, that a lot of people, luckily, will not deal with in their life, and that something is addiction. the The problem with addiction, right, is I could tell you all all that I've been through, right? When it comes to me being addicted. Because the thing is, I was addicted to nicotine for, what, five years? A, a decent number of, you know, uh, years. I could tell you how it feels to try to quit. I could tell you how it feels to have cravings. I could tell you all these things. But the thing is, I could never fully get into your your brain's folds and show you how it feels, right? But there's someone who's really good at it. I've been watching this show recently called Tales from the Trip. It is absolutely amazing. So if you're listening, Tales from the Trip, consider me a fan because I've actually been binging your entire series and I can't get enough. I mean, these are horror stories from people who have been on the worst trips of their lives, you know, when doing drugs and having these issues. And I have present, I have present experience in dealing with that kind of stuff because I used to work in a pharmacy. I've I've been around people who were dealing with stuff. I've seen people trip and it's unpleasant. This is gonna be an interesting episode. Anyway. When it comes to the nature of addiction, it's very difficult to get at the root of it. You see, a lot of people can be addicted to things and it could be something harmless, like caffeine. A lot of people who maybe drink a cup of coffee in the morning and they have a headache if they don't, congratulations, you have an addiction. Is it a strong one? No, it's not one that I could say is um, particularly dangerous. We're just using it as an example. The thing is, right? Your brain can latch on to anything, and what I mean by that is, you know, maybe the sweet taste of chocolate, that there is a, you know, it releases endorphins, you get really excited tasting something nice and sweet, something chocolatey, and your body craves more. That's the term, the craving for more. That is what an addiction is. So there are people that deal with addictions that are very light. Some people will have addiction to watching stuff on Hulu, honestly stuff that's very simple every little thing that could bring a bit of pleasure is addictive and for the most part a lot of societal addictions are you know they're okay um, on a societal standpoint like coffee but if you drink stuff like an energy drink yeah you will get some heads turning you see we're building up here and we're starting from the very bottom and we're making our way up we don't start you know you you don't dive into the deep end you make your way out there Okay, you understand now that energy drinks are a bit less healthier than you, they have way more caffeine, they're chemically concentrated caffeine, and they're, they're designed to be more addictive. You know what else is? You know, sodas, things that are very sweet. Anything with a high amount of fat, sugar, or sodium, they're going to be a little addictive. The reason being is because we're mammals, we're animals, at the end of the day, we're animals. Yeah, we're a bit smarter, but you know what, that doesn't that doesn't change our body's chemistry. Our body's chemistry latches onto these things. High fat, high sugar. These things are important, high carbohydrates as well. That one's very hard for me because I'm on keto right now. I got home and I just wanted to rip apart a loaf of bread and I'm not gonna lie, it was hard not to do that. I didn't do it, I, I didn't, the the bread is still there but it's the fact that I wanted to, you know? You know why? Because I'm a creature at the end of the day, I'm, I'm an animal. Humans are animals, okay? I don't care how advanced we get, I don't care how much technology we have. At the end of the day, we're just advanced monkeys, okay? That's just what we are. And uh, it's it's it sucks thinking about it, you know? But at the end of the day, we're just controlled by this big meat sack in our brain. I keep saying that. <laughs> I'm on a loop here. Anyway, let's move on. So, high sugar, high fat. What else do we get that's addictive? Being in a state of pleasure of any kind, really. Maybe you're feeling the warm sun hit you right? Kind of like a lizard sunbathing. You just want to sit there and embrace it. Maybe you're on a beach somewhere. You're just sitting there relaxing, right? It's nice to relax. Is it addictive? I wouldn't say it is. At least I haven't heard anything or seen anything on record that would tell me that sunbathing is addictive. There might be some. There absolutely might. You know, what I have seen is people going to rock concerts. There's a person who, I remember this years ago. I don't, I never looked it up any further, but there was a meme going around that some guy had to go on medical leave because he was physically dependent on going to metal shows, like rock concerts. Like, he was so addicted to going to live shows that he couldn't physically stop himself from going. Now, is this a true story? Probably not. I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to the internet, if you put it in a meme template, chances are it's a 50-50. You you could flip a coin and see what happens. So we covered baseline addictions, okay? We've covered stuff that everyone can be addicted to and it's fine. Another one, all right. Uh, let's add a bit more to it before we move on. Coffee. A lot of people are addicted to coffee, right? How uh, how many people listening have gone to Starbucks, right? I myself just went. I just finished my americano. Could you blame me? It's October, man. Come on, they got the drinks out. It's really hard to drink keto when you're on Star- when you're going to Starbucks. But I managed to do it. You know, you can get sugar-free options. That's what I do. And it's it's funny thinking about this too. I mentioned sugar as a addictive thing, but there's something else, okay? I'm talking about those people who are addicted to Diet Coke. I know you've seen them. There have been th TLC, um, TLC documentaries about these people that there's that woman who drinks Diet Coke instead of water, and it's just... D- don't. Please, don't. Don't do that. Uh, listen here, okay? Drink water. It's... <laughs> It's more vital than you think okay you're 70 percent water you're a little over 70 percent, but still okay fine so we've established a base ground right coffee stuff that's you know sugar a lot of fatty food and a lot of salty food stuff like that and there are some people who are also addicted to i was gonna say chocolate but now that i think about it that falls under the sugary category so we have these addictions you know addiction to food basically let's summarize all of those By saying addiction to food which is one of the most common ones i think everyone likes food right okay so why are these why are these addictions okay right well the truth is it's because their health effects are minuscule compared to the rest um whatever else is considered addictive i had a pause for a moment i had a hiccup coming up you could probably hear it building up (laughs) like i I definitely heard that i'm leaving it in though but uh okay we have these baseline addictions the ones that are not They're a bit addictive. They're more of a habit, you know? Let's call them habits. Which, they're not as bad as the second one. This one I'm going to classify a little higher, and it's smoking, cigarettes, and drinking. These two are, for the most part, you know, they're bad for your health. And they're worse off than coffee, you know? Would you rather drink a fifth of vodka in the morning or a coffee? I'd much rather drink a coffee, right? Well, personally, I'd prefer a magic mind. That's right. What What is a magic mind? Well, do I even have to s- explain it anymore? You guys already know. But just in case you haven't heard, this is your first episode. Let me enlighten you. Magic mind. They're good friends of the podcast. They've helped us out in the past before. And let me tell you something. It's delicious. It's very simple. If you want to you want to reduce the cup of coffee you have in the morning, why not just get a shot of magic mind? It's a very tiny shot It's an energy shot, right? You drink it once, you're good to go. Or you can drink it with your coffee and it'll help boost it. You know what I mean? It's a slow burn caffeine, okay? It's good for you too. It's got ashwagandha in it, which is what I really need because ashwagandha helps me focus, helps me stay on the straight and narrow, and I could record these podcasts all in one take. You want to know why? Ashwagandha is good for your head, you know? It's good for the brain. And hey, flu season is coming up. This thing's got cordyceps in it, right? Magic minus cordyceps in it. It's good for the immune system. Stay, get your immune system nice and boosted up. You don't want to get sick this winter. You know what I mean? I could sing it praises all day, or you can go to www.magicmind.com slash MWPod and get yourself some and use my promo code MWPod20. Okay, let me spell it out for you. mwpod two zero. Get 20% off. Or how about this? How about instead of spelling it out for you, I'll leave a link in the description. You guys be sure to use my promo code. I'll leave it down there too. Thank you again to Magic Mind. You guys are amazing. Off topic, but earlier I heard a news thing. I heard a news topic, right? That I really wanted to bring up because I found it interesting. Not for the reason you think though, okay? I'm gonna go right into it. Four hours ago, I heard about this outbreak of bedbugs in France, okay? You're with me so far, right? It's because they banned a chemical that was really strong against bedbugs, but it also killed off cockroaches. Everything's really clean there now, you know? There's only one problem though. I was blissfully unaware. As of this moment, I am now aware of it. But I was so blissfully unaware that cockroaches and bedbugs are natural enemies. Did you guys know that? I did not. Like, I, I genuinely had no idea. This is my first time learning. I'm going to train... I'm training to be an exterminator, and this is how I learned it? From a talking fish on TikTok? Anyway, that's... I don't know. That, that was interesting. What were we talking about again? Oh, right. Addiction. Anyway, we're going to get to the, uh, the addiction category. It's a little higher than the regular ones, which is, you know, tobacco and drinking alcohol. Personally, I find nothing too wrong about drinking alcohol if you can handle it. Now, this is where we get to a topic that I personally know. Because the thing is, I make, uh, you know, I make wine. I know how to make it. I know how to age it, barrel age, dry wine, stuff like that. Um, Artisan stuff is kind of my thing, right? Obviously, I don't sell it. I'm not allowed to do that. I don't want to sell it either. This is entirely for me. When it comes to winemaking, that's one thing. Distilling spirits, on the other hand, I cannot do that, period. That's not, that's against the law. I'm not gonna do that either. I'm not I'm not the kind of person who could do that, nor do I even know the skills to do it. I would probably accidentally burn it. You know what I mean? Uh, I heard I heard it has something to do with boiling. That's, that's all I know. But let's talk about why I know this, right? Okay, there's some people who can handle their alcohol. There are others that go overboard. They'll drink. And they'll cut they'll keep drinking you know they'll drink in excess that's not a good thing you don't want to do that because you know long-term effects are your liver your, your liver just really starts going downhill it takes a really strong hit when you drink too much alcohol however the one that i have the most knowledge about sadly this is this is me getting personal okay hear me out you guys already know i was heavily addicted to cigarettes for five years I started young. In fact, I started around 17, 18. I was too young to start, but I had started. And the truth is, once those claws get hooked onto you, they're they're there. You know, the the taste of addiction is very strong, very sweet. But what scared me the most about it, looking back, is I was unaware of just how much money I was spending. My life became tobacco. My life became vape, cigarettes, e-cigarettes. It didn't matter. I had to get nicotine in my body somehow. I did snus. I did little nicotine pouches. I did everything. And the thing is, I was unaware of how much money I was spending. I, I, unironically, okay, over that course of five years, I've spent maybe tens of thousands of dollars on nicotine products of all kinds, all in any kinds, including vapes and including these little snus pouches, which was One of my go-to's when I was learning to truck drive. And I thought I was being healthier. That's the thing, right? When it comes to addictions that are this bad, even though they're affecting your health, you will go out of your way to say, oh, it's not that bad. This isn't as bad as that. That's not as bad as this. Addiction will do that to you. You You'll trick yourself. You will believe the delusions. I know. I was heavily addicted for years. There's a number of factors that do come into place, though. There's one thing that many people don't really... To take conscious decisions over. You know, many people can't really change this thing. For me, what it was, what really added to the addiction was my environment. At the time, I was a truck driver, the long haul kind, that are away from their families for days, for for weeks. In one case, a full month, full twenty eight days, without seeing my family, and it really affected me. And the thing is, I used it as a coping mechanism. Um, tobacco became this thing that, well, nicotine, you know, nicotine became this thing that I used just to kind of numb my emotions. I had just gotten to the point where it was, it was self medicating. And a lot of people do use substances in that way. A lot of people will use, you know, nicotine or alcohol. And that's something that I I, got to tell you right now, you will only make things worse by trying to do that. If you are addicted heavily to nicotine, I suggest slowly winging your weight down that's what helped me I, I just slowly reduced the amount i was using and then i was able to clean it you know you know to cut it cold turkey but oh my god that cold turkey right for three days it is agony for three days it's worse it's worse than a coffee headaches you know what i mean you know when you haven't had um caffeine and your head hurts a little because you're addicted to it it's much worse than that it, your entire mood shifts the problem is it's painful to let go of stuff like that. It's painful to let go of an addiction, but it's necessary. It's necessary pain, okay? Your brain is rewiring. It's finally it's finally taking in those emotions that you so numbed with nicotine. And I got to tell you right now, it's not... This voice that I have is actually partially a result of the amount I smoked. And it it permanently damaged my lungs. You can hear my voice. My voice used to be a bit higher, but now now listen to it. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? I, I have a podcast now. People, Some people like my voice. But the thing is, it's a result of a really sad past. It's a result of um, trauma. It's a result of me dealing with addiction. And I'm glad that I can look back now and realize that I've grown as a person. Many people don't aren't that lucky. Many people aren't fortunate to be able to look back and say, I no longer do those things. Many people look at the past and realize nothing has changed. I'm happy that I am where I am now. Because the truth is, I did not quit on my own. I quit because of somebody else. I quit because I now had support. And that really does help. I had the loving support of my girlfriend, and I got to thank her so much for that. Like, Even the other day, she mentioned, hey, honey, it's been this long since you smoked or did any tobacco at all. I've, I've almost got a full year, which the first week is the hardest. And I've heard that now that I've been clean now that I've been smoke-free for almost a year now. My lungs are fully back, and it feels amazing. I can run again. I have all this energy, and I feel the way I felt before I even started. It really does hold you back using any substance for anything. If you self-medicate, please, I, I insist that you look in the mirror, and you tell yourself, you have to tell yourself this too. When you're addicted to nicotine, you have to tell yourself, I have a problem, and I want to stop. No one one who has an addiction is proud of it. You know what I mean? Most people who are, they're probably just making a joke. And after that, it's just taking little steps to get away from it. Now, as for addiction to alcohol, I can't personally talk about it because I I am not there, you know? I'll drink a glass of wine maybe once a week. That's it. That's because I've set boundaries for myself. I know that I have an addictive personality, and I do not wish to pass that threshold. There's people that can binge drink on the weekend. I am not that kind of person. There's people that could drink hard liquor. I had an old buddy who could drink half a liter of, of vodka, by the way. I don't know how you did that, for the love of God, stop. And no, you know, I say old buddy because we don't talk no more. And I I don't know. I don't understand alcohol as much as other people I uh, wine is my limit. That's it. I can't even drink beer. I don't like the effect that it has on me. Beer for me doesn't taste good. It's more you know you know it's it's an acquired taste I guess. A lot of people who enjoy it, good for them. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a beer guy. I I try to be. I tried IPAs. It just did not work. Wine was my thing. Wine is my go-to. Distilled spirits on the other hand is just alcohol plus. You know what I mean? Amazon Prime of liquor. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, these are these two, cigarettes and alcohol. Alcohol, I, I would talk more on, right? But I, I don't, I, I've had one bad experience with it, okay? Let's talk about it. It's the same era where I was self-medicating with nicotine. I had a little too much to drink in Las Vegas. And I threw up all over myself. That was embarrassing. And exactly, that's, that's kind of the moment that I stopped. You know, some people say, let's never drink like that again. And then they do it again. I'm the kind of person I'm I'm a man of my word. Okay, that's who I am. I am a man of my word. So when I said that, I meant it because that was the last time I ever drank to the point where I was so dizzy, I couldn't even stand up. And I, I, I don't understand people enjoying that feeling. I understand self-medicating because if you want to escape something, that's that's an option often I do look back on those times and I, I realize just how how dark that era was. It had its highs and lows but you know it, it is what it is. All right I guess it's on to the last topic which is above a cut above everything. Also I guess in the classifications of cigarettes and alcohol we can classify marijuana. It depends on the state you're on right? In California it's illegal so people smoke it all the time. A lot of people do edibles but Personally, I don't see the harmful effects. I guess, you know, some, a lot of people still have this old notion that it's a gateway drug, which, no. No one smokes weed and then goes, hmm, I should try crack. No one does that. However, crack is kind of the next category we're going to talk about because it's, it's not just crack. It's every substance that's, if I remember correctly, in the pharmacy, it's Schedule 4 and above, which is four, three, two, and 1. Schedule 4 is addictive. Schedule 3 is more addictive. Schedule 2 is highly addictive. Schedule 1 is street-level drug that is completely and has no medical use whatsoever. While we're on that topic, you guys might be surprised to learn this little fun fact, okay? A little bit of um fun fact for you guys, okay? Everyone listen up. Cocaine. You guys probably think it's a street drug, right? Well, surprisingly, it's a Schedule 2 drug, which that means that means there's an actual legitimate medical use for it. In certain hospitals, you can find a liquid form of cocaine that can actually be used to you know, help someone out. And you know, it's a, it's a last case scenario, you know, a worst case scenario kind of drug where they don't want to use it, but it's a schedule two, it's incredibly powerful. It could basically bring someone back from a certain state of being. And let me just check Google, make sure I'm not wrong. And I am wrong about one thing. It's cocaine hydrochloride, which means it's actually a numbing agent. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's not used to bring someone back. It's more like before a medical procedure, uh, cocaine hydrochloride will be used and it'll numb the person out, which I didn't know it did that actually. That's actually surprising. I mean, I'm just saying there's probably a much, much better medication for that, but like, you know, to each their own, I, I guess. Another fun fact, I was actually in college when Vicodin became a Schedule 2 narcotic instead of a Schedule 3. If you guys don't know what that is, it's essentially Tylenol with codeine, which, was it that one? No, yeah, it was Vicodin. Um, There was uh, a lot of stuff going on. This was a few years back now, but I was around around medical school when, when it changed to that, you know what I mean? Whenever I say medical school, people probably think, "Oh, oh you were going to be a doctor?" No, I was always going to be just a just a pharmacy tech. I mean, it was um, it was a career choice that I was curious about, and once I started working in it, it took two years for me to realize, "Oh, I don't like this." Period. I mean, it, the the medical part is really cool, right? That was fun. It's just interacting with certain customers. You just you gotta learn how to do that, right? And my coworkers didn't help. Period. Like. I was not trained properly. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. I don't want people hearing this and going, oh man, he hated his coworkers. Not the case at all. It's just, it's very hectic. It's very fast paced. If you don't know what you're doing, it's much worse. And I never knew what I was doing. I never knew what the fuck I'm doing anyway. Okay, fine. Let's move on to Schedule 1 um, street level drugs. What would that be? Well, well, you got crack, period. That's it. That's it, right there. It's that fast, you know what I mean? Listen, I, I don't know how to explain this, right? I, I want to talk about what certain drugs do to the body, but at the same time, I'm not well-versed as, as much as I used to be. Although I know alprazolam is, you know, Xanax. That was very popular for a time. When I was in medical school, it was actually really popular as a recreational drug. But a lot of people died as a result because they overdosed. They would take a whole bar and it's like, no, you don't do that. A whole bar of Xanax, you'd be able to tell because they have individual divots, which you're supposed to break and then take like one fifth of it. It's not, you're not supposed to take five doses at once. That's basically what that, what people were doing. And beginners would unfortunately overdose. A lot of stories have come from people overdosing and just coming back from death, getting really close and making their way back. That's where tales from the trip comes in. Seriously, go watch his channel. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, I mean, holy shit. I absolutely love it. I'm singing praises to him because I binged his channel. And the thing is, medical stuff is very interesting to me. This is a side of medical stuff that I had seen from a distance. This is never something I studied in depth because it was such a big faux pas. And someone tackled it, you know? Someone bit the bullet and said, fine, I'll do it. I'll read the stories. I'll, I'll tell people what's going on. You know what I mean? And he did it. Awesome. More people should be interested in that concept. What people who are overdosing on drugs... What they're going through, how they felt like, how they got there and the situation that led up to their, their inevitable, you know, demise. What led to the end? Basically, we as humans need to understand that no one chooses to start a drug habit. Nobody goes out and says, I'm going to ruin my life. It just happens mostly from circumstance. There are a few people who sadly, yeah, they'll do that. They'll say, I'm going to ruin my life and then they'll get clean and come back. But the overdoses, that's what scares me because people will, well, they'll, they'll get incredibly, they'll get right there to the point where it's like, okay, a little more, they'll be dead, period. It's a dark topic. It's such a downer to talk about. But at the same time, a lot of people, I don't know, I, I've never dealt with people abusing drugs like this. I have actually had one now that I think about it. But it was my old neighbor. He overdi- uh, He overdosed on fentanyl and died. And um, we were the same age. So that's the new drug. I've, a lot of people are on fentanyl right now. And sadly, it's because it's so cheap and synthetic. A lot of people can get their hands on it easily. And I'm noticing around Oregon, Pennsylvania, a lot of the big inner cities, a lot of places are getting an abundance of it. And it's very scary to, th- to think about. Having said that. There's an aspect of these heavy, hard drugs that a lot of people... Every single one of them have one thing in common. If you take too much of them for a prolonged period of time, okay? If you're constantly bombarding your senses with all of these drugs, whether it be Xanax, whether it be... Actually, mixture of marijuana and crack. I remember hearing a story about that. A mixture of all of these hard drugs, right? You know, oxycodone. All, okay, you get it. You get it. So basically, you... You have these prolonged experiences where you're doing the drugs over and over and over again for months at a time for some people, or doing LSD, acid, mushrooms, all of that, okay? What happens if you do it for too long and at high doses? You enter psychosis. Almost every single drug has that. They have the effect of psychosis. And that is what scares me the most. It's essentially your brain saying, you better stop. You're going to kill us both. I'm going to terrify you. I'm going to traumatize us both so that you stop. And that's when your heart rate skyrockets. And I, I guess the unofficial term or I guess the um, the lingo is, is, you know, you're tripping balls or you're having a bad trip. Okay. But in the medical field, that's called your body fighting back. It's your body going, okay, this addiction is killing us that that's it's scary it's scary to me and I remember I, I, I wanted to talk about some stuff in the pharmacy but unfortunately there are some laws that restrict me from talking about it I'm not even gonna attempt it okay because these laws are so strict that the FBI will kick down my door and say you're not supposed to say that and you already know you're not supposed to say that I know it's called HIPAA laws I'm not gonna break those having said that I can summarize the entirety by saying these three very important words, okay? These 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 words are don't just apply to kids. They apply to every single adult listening, every single teenager, everyone who is still going through life, everyone alive. Don't do drugs, period. That's that simple, okay? I mean, it really, it was really that easy of an, of an answer, you know? When we were kids, we were told that, don't do drugs, say no to drugs. And yet, the D.A.R.E. program was an immense failure. You wanna know why? Okay, if you wanna teach kids not to do drugs, don't tell them drugs are bad. I am an official man. This was, D.A.R.E. started during the peak of the Rebellion Era. That's why I started smoking. It was an act of rebellion. I saw the truth thing, you know, the, I saw those PSAs that are supposed to tell you oh, the truth of nicotine. That made me smoke. And it upsets me that they're still getting funded. A lot of people don't fucking realize truth.org is run by the tobacco companies, okay? It's gotta be, because that shit is so cringe that it made me smoke. It's five years later, and every time I see those ads, I just think, if it wasn't for these ads, I wouldn't have done it, you know? And if it wasn't for dare, some people wouldn't have tried drugs. Sometimes by trying to stop people from doing things, you push them over the edge. So, this is me telling you all, it is your personal choice what you do with your life. I'm simply asking you to make the right decisions. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Meatweed Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I know this episode hit a bit harder than usual. And especially at the end, because I got a bit heated because I think of I think of the corruption in this world, okay? And it just boils my fucking blood that I was an end result. That my voice, that I was permanently scarred by these fucking tobacco companies. <sighs> Yeah, I got heated. Sorry about that. But we got to keep smiling. Cuz the truth is I am sober. I am tobacco-free. I have beat my own addiction. That is going to do it for this episode of the Meatweed podcast. Be sure to check out to check out Tales from the Trip. Be sure to purchase Magic Mind. Check the link tree in the description. By all means, just have a great week. Okay? Because life is short. Don't make it shorter. All right. See you guys next week. And um, my email is still open. So if you want to message me, that's fine. Also, I have a thing to bring up. I I was unaware of this until today. But Apple Apple Podcasts, a lot of people have been rating me five stars. I want to thank you all so much for that. Seriously, thanks. You guys are amazing. See you guys next week.